Revelation 21, verse 7. The focus will be on part A of it, but I'm going to read the whole verse 7. If you're there, say, I'm there. It's the last book of the Bible. Revelation 21, verse 7, New King James. It says, <clears throat> he who overcomes shall inherit, inherit all things, and I will be his God, and he shall be my son. The focus on the first part, part A. He who overcomes shall inherit all things. For the moment and for the time that I was a share, I would like to speak from this thought that fits that song. I'm made to overcome. I'm made to overcome. You may be seated in the presence of our Lord, Savior, Jesus Christ. I'm made to overcome. Why don't you repeat after me for a moment? Say, I'm made to overcome. Now find somebody and say, I'm made to overcome. I'm made to overcome. I'm made to overcome. My brothers and sisters, it is hard out there. Sometimes it feels like the world is ripping apart at the seams. Sometimes it feels like we cannot move forward from being pushed so far back. But no matter what the world throws at you, anxiety, fear, confusion, or temptation, you, my brothers and sisters, have a choice to on how you respond to your situation. Yes, I know it's true. Satan wants to keep you from God's strength. He's after your honesty. He's after your heart. He's after your mind. And he hates it even when you pray. But despite of it all, you have to remain confident and knowing and declaring that no matter what he tries to do, I am made to overcome. Dr. Tony Evans puts it like this. He said, if it is raining outside, you may want it to stop, but you can't control the rain. However, you can open up an umbrella. An umbrella does not change your circumstances, but it changes you, you in the middle of your circumstances. The wetness is no longer controlling you. Come here, let me see if you got that real quick. In other words, God's grace opens up an umbrella during the rainy season of your life that will help you overcome and have victory even when everything around you is wet. So no matter what's going on, I am made to overcome. Say it, I am made. I am made to overcome. Overcome. I'm made to overcome. Well, my first point, my brothers and sisters, it is this. I am made to overcome weakness with strength. In the scripture, we see example after example of God comes alongside people who felt weak and inadequate. We all felt that point, at, felt that way some point in our lives. However, who felt the absence of strength and who needs it right now, even when we have a divine assignment or the call of God on our life? There have been times that we felt inadequate and insecure about what God is doing for us. Yes, my brothers, we too as Christians can feel weak. But however, that no matter how weak you feel, don't stay there. 
because your weakness is only for a moment. Your weakness is just a distraction of the enemy. Your weakness is trying to get you off course and off task. But the power in God that we trust in, he says, I will give you strength no matter where you are because you're made to overcome. You're made to overcome. In fact, there are more than 30 occasions in the Bible where God commands someone to be strong. He says when he read the motivational words of Paul in Ephesians, we might logically assume that the command is to be strong in order for us to fight. But when you read the passage, the passage more carefully, you will discover there's not a call to fight, but it's a call to stand. Uh, my brother growing up, and they will tell me if you, if you won't stand for something, you'll fall. For anything. So I declare and decree that somebody here will take a stand today. Matter of fact, you ought to start standing right now as a declaration of your faith and begin to say, I'm standing for what God has promised me. I'm standing for what God's going to do for me. I'm standing for my family. I'm standing for my brother. I'm standing for my mother. God, if you can't find nobody else, you can use me because I'm standing. I'm standing. And when you stand, you ought to write a note on the bottom of your shoe to the devil and say, for God I live and for God I die. Because the only time you talk to the enemy is when he's under your foot. You don't ever give him the same respect as you give everybody else. He's not up here. He's down there. So if you need to say something to him, write a note on the bottom of your shoe and stand. Say, I'm standing. I'm almost done. Because I'm made <laughs> to overcome weakness with strength. Hmm. I'm made to overcome weakness with strength. For those of you taking notes, let me give you a couple of them. Isaiah says in Isaiah 40 and 29, he says he gives strength to the weary and he increases the power of the weak. That's according to that, just in case you need something in your arsenal. He says in Psalm 119, verse 28, he says, my soul is weary with sorrow. Strengthen me according to your word. Just in case you need to load your gun just a little bit more, let me give you something else. He says, Ephesians 6 and 10, he says, finally, my brother, be strong in the Lord and in the power of his might. So I am made to over, 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 overcome. I'm made to over, overcome. Well, secondly, not only am I made to overcome weakness with strength, but I'm made to overcome anxiety with peace. I'm made to overcome anxiety with peace. According to, according to Anxiety and depression, depression Association of America, it says anxiety disorder affects over 40 million adults in the United States, or just over 18% of the population. It is a major factor affecting our general health. People with anxiety disorder go to the doctor three to five times more than the general population. Seeing the anxiety of those we love can increase our own levels of worry. 
Dealing with the normal stresses of home, work, and life is already a challenge. But at some point, we'll face pressures to that, like money worries, job stress, family conflict, traumatic events, addiction, or caring for a loved one. But my brothers and sisters, I urge you to seek some help whenever you are in need of some love or some help. Because when you go to get your help, don't just go to anybody. Pray about it. Let God send you. Do what the doctor said, but then you take it to the doctor that we know and say God I want you to fix my very situation you told me in your word to be anxious for nothing and so therefore I'm going to give you my worry see the problem is we don't like to give the problem is we like to keep some of us are spiritual hoarders we don't like to give because in order for me to give it's a confession that I need to have an issue Hello, somebody preach, Stephen. I believe I will. Listen, you have to understand, my brothers and sisters, I just come to encourage you. You need to learn how to release some things. You need to learn how to release. Take your hand and ball your fist. Ball your fist. Now open it up. How easy was it? Now ball your fist. Think of all the things you need to let go. And then when you're ready, you release it. You release it too fast. You didn't think yet. When you get everything in your hand and say, God, this is for you. I may have to struggle. I may have to have some problems, but I release it into your hands. But guess what happens when you release? There's a peace that surpasses all understanding. How is it? Because people don't understand. You can have peace in the middle of a storm. Listen, even a hurricane has a, what they call an eye. Even a hurricane takes a break. They said the hurricane's strongest wind is on the edge. And when you get to the middle of the hurricane, it says there's a peace. They said as the sun starts shining, then all of a sudden things get cloudy again. But my brothers and sisters, the lesson you can learn from a hurricane is that I got to go through it. But then God smiles on me and it takes me through it again. But when I come out. I come out better and stronger than what I was because even though I might have been stressing, God was still blessing. And now that mess I was in, God has taken me out of. And now I have my peace. Peace. I have my peace. I have my peace. I have my peace. Thankfully, one, one way that Christ sustains us is through the gift of peace. You see, the devil wants to attack your mind. He wants you to believe that you are nothing. He wants you to believe that you're not going to be nothing. He wants you to believe that you're less than. He wants you to believe that you're not a good businesswoman or man. He wants you to believe that your mama wasn't nothing. Your daddy wasn't nothing. So you ain't going to be nothing. But I decree and declare and bind and break every generational curse that's trying to come upon your life. Just because they had to go through it don't mean I got to go through it too. Because the God I serve, matter of fact, today is where it stops today. And it's going to stop with me because I will have my peace. My peace, 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 my peace. My peace, my peace, my peace. <laughs> we, so, we so quick to grab our peace, but we don't want peace. Y'all catch that later. The Bible says, the Bible says, if the devil, in Isaiah 26 and 3, 
He said, he'll keep you in perfect peace if you keep your mind stayed on him. Now, y'all know I got to do it. Find you some neighbor and say, neighbor, get your mind right. See, the problem is our mind has got us in trouble. Matter of fact, you begin to think that you're sick and ain't nothing wrong. Your body starts to react to what your mind is thinking. That's a, that's a scientific fact. That is true. The Bible even declares whatever a man thinketh. So is he. So it's true and evident in the word of God. So therefore, get your mind right. You need to start waking up declaring this is the day that the Lord has made. You need to start waking up declaring no, no, no distractions this morning. You need to wake up and declare I got power. You need to wake up and declare I am smart. I am handsome. I am beautiful. I am wonderfully made. You need to start your day the right way. And then you watch God take over and you begin to declare that no matter what goes on, I will trust the living God. And you watch the peace. That comes upon you. You watch the peace that comes upon you. But if the devil can get your mind, then he got you. So you need to guard your mind so that you can overcome anxieties of the world and have a peace that surpasses all understanding. So you can ask the question when people try to challenge you. You might not have all the answers, but you can say, you know what? I may not know three things. I may not know two things. But one thing I know is that my God shall supply all of my needs. That's why Revelation puts it like this. He said, he said, you will, he who overcomes shall inherit all things. That's why I wanted to stop right there because your thing and my thing might be two different things. But your all and my all might be two different all. But you need to really put something right there and say, he shall inherit all things for those who over, overcome. I'm made. To over, to overcome. Well, my brothers and sisters, as I leave you here, I'm already done. He said, I'm made to overcome weakness with strength. I'm made to overcome anxiety with peace. And then thirdly and finally, he says, I'm made to overcome everything with prayer. I'm made to overcome everything with prayer. I once heard a story about a mother who was going to get her daughter from school because the nurse at the school called her and said, your daughter is sick. You need to come get her. The child, the, the mother hurry up. She picked up the child. She called the doctor's office. The doctor's office said, yeah, I'm so sorry. We're all booked up for the day. So I don't have any appointments. So the mother said, it's okay. And the doctor said, but you know what? You can go and I'll call in or give you some recommendations, some over-the-counter medication that you can take when you, until you can get to your appointment. You know how that go. We've all been there before. And so the mother took the girl home, and then she got her mother, the, the child chucked in and got her in her bed. And while she's in her bed the mother snuck off and went to the drugstore the mother got to the drugstore and then when she got there she realized wait a minute I didn't lock my keys in the car well the mother called the daughter and said I ain't mean to wake you up but I gotta let you know mama gonna be a little longer getting home because mama didn't lock the keys in the car the little girl looked at uh, called the mom and said mama it's okay don't worry about that she said mama just go find a coat hanger she said, go find a coat hanger. Once you find a coat hanger, she said, you just put it in there and you pop it up. She goes, I seen it on TV. <laughs> Her mama went back into the drugstore. She found a coat hanger. She came outside the store and she was up there jiggling that thing and trying to get it out. Uh, uh, try to pull up the pop the lock and she said she could not figure it out but then the mother, she said you know what? She began to cry out. She said, Lord, save 
send me some help. And when she said, Lord, send me some help, a car pulled up. And when the car pulled up to drop off a passenger, this big burly of a guy, it looked like he hadn't shaved in a couple of months. He got out the car. He came over there to her. And he said, man, what seems to be the problem? She told him, my, my keys are locked in the car. And I can't get in. He said, well, let me see the coat hanger. He grabbed the coat hanger, Uncle Lynn, and he began to twist it, turn it. And he put it in there. And he popped the lock up. Before she knew it, with tears falling down her eyes, because she said, I can get home to my daughter. She said, you know what? Yeah, she threw her arms around the man. She began to hug him and embrace him. And she said, you're such a good man. The man said, no, I just got out of prison this morning. When the man drove off, the mother said again, she looked up towards heaven. She said, God, I thank you for sending a professional. <laughs> so you have to understand that when you pray, God to answer your prayers. Have I got a witness in here? You need to understand that you have to pray. Because sometimes we're locked out of some stuff in our lives. And we have to get a spiritual coat hanger to try to unhook some stuff. And then God is sending somebody who don't think you will come and help you. But God will always have a ram in the bush. A ram. In the bush. So I'm made to overcome everything with prayer. But also you have to understand God sometimes answers prayer in an unexpected way. In fact, I think he finds great delight in surprising us with his answer. But regardless of how the answer, over, the answer comes, he hears our prayers and he responds to them. For this reason, prayer is an overarching key to being an overcomer. So guess what? You can pray for all occasions. Whether you're sitting at the stoplight, whether you're waiting at school, whether you're seeing the doctor or the dentist, whether you're doing laundry, whether you're mowing the lawn, at any time you can have a spare moment, you can keep the communication lines open with God and you can begin to beseech God no matter where you are. Matter of fact, prayer is good for all occasions. Prayer is good in all places. Today is common for the believers to pray around the dinner table or in Bible class or at Sunday school at our bedside while jogging or while walking. In other words, in, or in personal devotion. All you need is a time limit or a time spot in your life to designate to give God your prayer and your praise. And you can pray anywhere at any place. Matter of fact, I be talking to people while I'm at work. And while they're talking to me, I'm still praying while they're talking. Because prayer, you can't stop prayer from wherever I am. Because well, I need prayer on a daily basis to help me deal with some people that I deal with at work. Because if it wasn't for the grace of God, I might have said something that cost me my job. But all oh, when I pray, God begins to answer my prayer and he began to come see about me. You can pray in all places. As a matter of fact, you can pray at all times. Pray at all times. The New Testament records prayer being offered before daylight. He said, Mark 1 and 35, he said, you can pray before daylight. Acts 16 and 13, he said he could pray on the Sabbath day. Luke 19 and 18, he said he could pray when you're alone. Act, 20, Act 2 and 42, he said you can pray when you're together. Luke 6 and 12, he said you can pray all night. 
1 Timothy 5 and 5 say you can pray night and day. Acts 6 and 4 say you can pray continually. Where you are, you are, no matter where you are, you can pray. We can pray for sickness. We can pray for health. We can pray any hour. There's never a time where we cannot pray. And then lastly, and I'm told you, I'm done now. You can pray for all things. Pray for all things. Pray for all things. But to name a few, here it is. Matthew 24 and 20 says you can pray for safety. Matthew 11 and 25 say you can pray for forgiveness. Luke 11 and 3 say you can pray for food. Luke 22 and 32 say you can pray for faith. John 17 and 9, you say you can pray for other folks. James 5 and 14 say you can pray for healing. Ephesians 1 and 17 say you can pray for spiritual wisdom. James 5 and 13 say you can pray for relief from suffering. James 5 and 18 say you can pray even for rain. Luke 1 and 13 say you can pray for your children. 3 John 1 and 2 say you can pray for health and prosperity. Matthew 26 and 41 say you can pray for spiritual strength. In other words, my brothers and sisters, I'm done here, y'all. But can I leave you with this? You need to learn how to pray. Because when you pray, your situation will get better. In other words, you need to pray because you have no limits. There are no limits what God can do. My saints are all say what he done for others, he'll do the same thing. The same thing for you. What well, I'm done here, y'all. I'm done. I'm done. I'm done. I'm done. I'm done. I'm done. But listen, don't miss this. Don't miss this. Our goal as an overcomer is to be able to reach out in prayer at any moment and immediately be touched with God. Our whole life can be a prayer as we walk day by day with him. Don't sweat the details. Leave those to God and just pray. Father God, how we thank you how we magnify your name how we honor you today thank you for the word that's gone forth right now God we extend the invitation of the that you've given a long time ago God the doors of the church are now open there may be somebody here who just needs to know that I'm made to overcome I'm made to overcome weakness with strength. I'm made to overcome anxiety with peace. I am made to overcome everything with prayer. So God, today I pray that you bless that individual indeed and enlarge the territory to where their mind is freed up to let them know and understand that they're made to overcome. And she